0: Yo, 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 what's up? This is Romeo Marquez Jr. Thanks for tuning in to episode number nine of Superstar Success University. And I'm super duper hyped up to have a conversation with my boy and this super amazing superstar speaker, author, and success coach, Mr. Hal Elrod. You ready to rock this, Al? Al, I'm fired up, (laughs) Romeo. I I just called you Al, my bad. I forgot the H. Hal is what I meant. Hal is it's all right, man. Say. It's all right.
1: I, I knew who you were talking to.
0: <laughs> so Hal Elrod is an international keynote speaker, one of America's top success coaches and a Hall of Fame business achiever. He is also the author of one of the most life changing books of our time entitled The Miracle Morning. That's just a little tiny speck of who you are and what you do. Go ahead and share with the audience, the listeners out there a little bit more of who you are and what you do.
1: Yeah, uh, Romeo, thanks for the enthusiastic introduction, man. I would expect nothing less from you. So, for me, uh, you know, I, you mentioned the miracle morning, and it, it's definitely become, I, I feel like it's my greatest value to give to the world uh, until further notice. I've never seen anything that has gotten the type of response and the amount of people that. You know, tens of thousands of people saying it's it's just changing their lives in so many ways, and I just feel humbled, and I kind of feel, um, you know, I kind of feel like I'm I'm small in comparison to how how big the impact is. I just I feel humbled to be to be a part of it. So. Yeah, I'm not sure what, uh, as far as, do you want me to kind of start and kind of give my story, or, or yeah, where would you, you like know, me to go with that?
0: You know what, just go ahead and, yeah, let's do the story, because I, I always bring up that the way people connect with people is the power of personal story, and you have this life-changing, powerful story that I would love the listeners
1: to hear. Yeah, so, I mean, I think it starts at age 19. I, uh, I was a DJ on the radio, a.k.a. Yo Pal Hal, <laughs> and uh, on 97.1 FM. And I gave up my dream job of being a radio disc jockey to, uh, to take a job in sales. And I started selling Cutco cutlery. Uh, never, ever did I intend to be a salesperson. And when I started it, I really didn't have any expectations of, you know, of really doing well. I just thought I would give it a shot because my buddy kind of you know kept bugging me to, to, to try it. And uh, 10 days into my sales career, I had set the all-time fast start record selling over $15,000 of Cutco knives, kitchen knives, and broken this all time record, so that meant that in the last, you know, forty nine years of the company being in business, and I think over half million sales reps, I had sold more than all of them and broken this Western Region record, and that was kind of a defining moment, as you might imagine, where I thought, you know, this average mediocre kid, my whole life, you know, never got good grades, never was an athlete, never got great, uh, you know, wasn't that popular, and it was just that moment in uh, when I decided to try this new venture. Where I had this realization that, man, if if somebody else holds this record, then if anything another person can do, that's simply evidence of what's possible for all of us. Right. And I think that so often we separate ourselves from those that are achieving extraordinary success. We think that they must they must be different than us. They must be better than us. They must be they're more talented, they're more confident, they're more this, they're more that. They don't have my problems or whatever and you know the more you hang out with successful people you realize that that they're all just human man that's you know we all have our own fears and insecurities and you know we all have uh, our own self doubt and the people that are successful are just the ones that have the courage to push through their fears and and go for something greater than they've ever done before and i think that's what i did in that moment and A year and a half later, I was giving a speech at a Cutco sales conference for probably about 50 of the top sales reps uh, in the the company. And driving home from the speech, I I, I was hit head-on by a drunk driver at 70 miles an hour. And I was in a little Ford Mustang, little white Ford Mustang, and I got hit head-on at 70 miles an hour by a Chevy full-size truck. Airbag exploded, sent me into oncoming traffic, and Romeo, the worst was yet to come because the car behind me hit me in my door, T-boned me, broadsided me at 70 miles an hour, and instantly the left side of the car was crushed, crushing the left side of my body, and I broke 11 bones. I broke my leg, my my femur broke in half, I broke my pelvis in three places, uh, snapped my humerus bone, came out behind the elbow, elbow was crushed, severed my radial nerve from my left arm. Broke all the bones that support my eye. And, Romeo, if you don't believe in miracles, you know, I, I, wow. uh, I just can't figure out how I could be hit at 70 miles an hour in the eye. Crush all the bones in my eye so bad that it's now made of metal, but it didn't touch. It didn't you know, my vision is perfect. Wow. I don't know how it works. But my, uh, my ear was almost completely severed and my, the top of my skull, the, the ceiling came down and it sliced the top of my head kind of into a V. And um, unable to withstand the pain, I, I, I slipped into a coma. Sixty minutes later, when the fire department p- finally cut me out of the car, I, I uh, bled to death. Wow. And I had lost so much blood while they were trying to use the jaws of life and cut me out of the car that uh, I actually died on the side of the freeway. And I you know, stopped breathing. You know, wasn't breathing. Uh, heart wasn't beating. And, and I was clinically dead for approximately six minutes uh, when they brought me back to life. And I was rushed to the hospital. My parents were called. My poor mom and dad had to drive two hours not knowing if I would be dead or alive when they got there because I was in such critical condition. And uh, now that I'm a dad, I've got a one-year-old son and a four-year-old daughter. And I didn't really get it until I had kids. But now I understand how hard that was for my parents, or or I at least have an, an inkling of that. It's, I, I just feel like they had it worse than I did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um. Uh, woke up out of a coma six days later, and the doctors told me that, uh, Hal, you know, you have permanent brain damage, which was pretty obvious because I had no short-term memory, and I had no filter. I said everything that I thought, no matter how inappropriate it was, and a uh, 20-year-old kid with a, hot, you know, with a couple hot nurses that were bathing you, Romeo. I mean, you can imagine the, <laughs> the types of things that were coming out of my mouth as I'm you know, being bathed by these hot nurses, right. and then uh, I was told that I would probably never walk again, and, you know, pretty tough reality to face, as you can imagine, is, uh, you know, I, I'm never going to walk again. I was in this car accident. My body is broken. I I'm, I'm am you know, I got I got casts and slings and metal rods throughout my whole body and, you know, no short term memory, horrible brain damage. Uh, last thing I'll share on this is kind of to wrap up how this how it ended, at least in the short term, is, you know, the doctors said I would never walk again. And my parents were just really devastated by that. And I told my mom and dad after the doctors left, I said, look, mom and dad, they were just, you know, they were crying and I was, I, was, I was holding it together. And I said, you guys, don't be sad. Don't worry. I said, there's only one of two outcomes and they're both positive. I said, either the doctors are right and if they're right and I never walk again, I said, I promise mom and dad, I'll be the happiest person you've ever seen in a wheelchair because I <laughs> live my life by the, the five minute rule, which I learned in my, my sales training. It's okay to be negative. Mm -hmm. sometimes but not for more than five minutes you know bitch moan complain vent whatever you got to do but after your five minutes is up and I mean literally I would set my timer for five minutes and feel like crap for five minutes and then I would go okay can't change it those are my magic words right there can't change it therefore there's no point in feeling angry sad regretful resentful stressed out worried you name a negative emotion unless it serves you which it rarely does after five minutes no point in feeling bad. So I said, mom and dad will be the happiest person you've ever seen in a wheelchair. I said, or the second possibility is, and if this is what I, I'm betting on, is the doctors might be experts in medicine, but they're not experts in me. And I'm committed to walking again. And I have faith that I will walk again. And I'm going to work every day toward walking again until I'm prove, you know, proven absolutely wrong. And Romeo, you know, power of positive thinking, call it what you want, call it a miracle. But three weeks later, the doctors came back with x-rays and they said, Hal, Mr. and Mrs. Elrod, we, we have trouble explaining this, but your body is healing just at an incredible rate, and we're going to let you take your first step tomorrow. So wow. it went from never walking again to at one point they had said, you know, maybe in a year we'll be able to reassess your healing and, and maybe there will be some new possibilities. And then, uh, you know, three weeks after the night that I was found dead and my leg broken in half uh, and my pelvis broken three places, I took my first step and, and got back, you know, on the road to, to recovery and the road to my dreams, if you will.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm just like, I've heard this story before. I've seen you talk about it or, you know, talk about it on stage. And it's just, I'm still in awe of how you overcame that.
1: You know, again, it goes back to the, those three magic words. Can't change it. The reason those are the three of the most life-changing words is because every negative emotion that we ever have is self-created. Mm-hmm. And very few people are aware of that. Most people think, well, of course, I'm angry. Look what happened. Of course, I'm, I'm sad. Look what happened to me. Of course, I'm upset. Look what she said. Look what he did. Look what, right." And what we don't realize is it's simply our non-acceptance of these things that are causing us that we think are causing an emotional pain. It's that we're not willing to accept them as they are Mm -hmm. and therefore be at peace with them. Once I accept it, okay, worst case scenario, I may never walk again and I can either be happy. I mean, I I can either be miserable about that or I can be happy about everything else that I have to be happy about. Mm -hmm. And so once we accept all the things that we can't change that are out of our control, we, we enable ourselves, we empower ourselves to, be, to live at peace. And therefore, no circumstance has control over all our emotional state. And the doctors actually, Romeo, they thought I was in denial. It's, this is kind of a funny story, but it's kind of inspiring. <laughs> yeah. They called my mom and dad in. And they said, Mr. and Mrs. Elrod, we're a little concerned with, with your son, with Hal. Every time we see Hal, he's always smiling and laughing and joking, and making us laugh, and the nurses laugh, and they said, that's not normal, right? (laughs) Not for a 20-year-old kid that doesn't know, this is before I, this is like a week out of my coma that this happened, they said, not for a 20-year-old kid that doesn't know if he's ever going to walk again, so we've seen this before, where his reality now is so difficult for him to accept that he's living in a state of denial where he's just just like kind of being delusional about, you know, making things funny and this and that. So my dad came in that night, you know, very concerned. And he, he sat me down and he had this conversation and he said, Hal, it's OK to be sad. It's OK to be angry that this happened to you. It's OK to feel depressed. Let's talk about how you're really feeling. Mm-hmm. And I could tell my dad was concerned, so I really gave it a lot of thought. And I, I finally just, you know, I, I I literally tried to feel angry, and I tried to feel sad, (laughs) and I tried to feel depressed. And then I looked at him and I said, "Dad, I thought you knew me better than that." He said, "What do you mean?" I said, "I live my life by the five minute rule. It's okay to be negative sometimes, bitch, moan, complain, but I said I only give myself five minutes to feel sorry for myself, and then I, I, I understand as an, you know." As an intelligent human being, it doesn't make sense to continue dwelling on something that makes you feel bad. I don't find any value in that. Right. I said, so it's been two weeks since the accident. My, my five minutes is up. Mm. I said, so I've decided that I'm looking, you know, everything happens for a reason. But Romeo, I think the most one of the most important lessons we can learn is that we got to choose the reasons. See, most people bang their head against the wall trying to figure it out. Why did this happen to me? Why are things not going my way? <laughs> right. It doesn't work that way. You go, "Okay, this happened, and I'm going to choose the most empowering reason for this happening. I'm going to find the purpose. I'm going to decide the purpose. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to become a speaker. I'm going to get through this so I can learn how to empower my children to overcome challenges when they face them." Mm-hmm. And so that was for me. What I did, I said, "Dad, I always wanted to be a motivational speaker, but you and mom were really good to me. I, I didn't have a tough childhood. I don't know what the heck I could talk about." <laughs> right. Right? I wouldn't have asked for this, but that's the reason I'm choosing. I'm choosing to overcome this in the most empowering way I can Mm -hmm. so that I can figure out how to empower other people to Mm -hmm. overcome their adversity. And I think that's a responsibility as a human, as a human beings that every single one of us has is we got to overcome our challenges and find the opportunity in the challenge and be as positive as we can so that we learn how to be that for other people, how to be the example for the people that we care about, whether it's our friends, our family, our children, our colleagues, our audience, our, you know, our, our fans, whatever. We've got that, I think, that responsibility to take our lives head on so that we can empower and, and, and show other people how to do the same.
0: Yeah, you just hit so many, like, points that I was going to ask you later on, but you just <laughs> you just started shooting. I was like, oh, okay, I can end this. And I always <laughs> screw up people's interviews with me, my bad. But, but like I said earlier, I, I say I have a format, but, you know, when <laughs> when we're in conversation, I just allow things to happen. So thank you for all that. And, and just thinking about where, when people have those challenges and failures and, we could have that five-minute, you know, rule. What are some other tools that you use, or when you coach people, what do you have them do so that they can get out of their stuck state, if you will?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I'm a big believer in the power of clarity, and I, you know, the Miracle Morning in, in which I've is never, which
0: even, is one of the most life changing books in the
1: world. Uh, uh, Must uh, say. Okay, go ahead. Well, that, that you know, Romeo, it's funny you say that, uh, but I mean that that's, that is what I keep hearing. But I, I don't know. Okay. I don't, I, yeah, I, I like other people saying it, um, but uh, I don't, I don't know if I should say it. So, you know, clarity being power. Well, and, and that's what I was going to say is the miracle morning in, in, in a sense mm-hmm. is really like, it's, 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 it helps you gain clarity on, on a different level. You know, it kind of accelerates mm-hmm. that. But what I have my clients do, you know, every time I have a call with one of my private coaching clients, for example, um, I have them share three things to start the call. And these are three things that we can journal every day in our lives. And that is number one what are three wins right D- wins as in w i n s as in three wins something you would consider a win a positive a you know something that you're that's going well for you right now and so often romeo we're what i call a gap focused mm-hmm. where we focus so much on the gap between where we are and where we want to be in a negative way where we feel bad about ourselves like man I'm not anywhere close to where I want to be. And we focus so intensely on that gap that we feel like we're not enough. Mm-hmm. We don't have enough. We're not good enough. We're not talented enough, yeah. right? We don't have enough knowledge, skill, you name it. We feel like we're not enough. And so by having my, my coaching clients always start with their wins, it focuses them to simply focus or it forces them to focus on, you know what? There are some things I'm doing well. So instead yeah. of just feeling bad about what I'm not doing well or where I'm not that I want to be. I'm going to focus on what's going well. So that forces some, some reflection in, in the positive. The second thing is I have them focus on what are their top three areas of improvement? You know, and some people, you know, number one, they focus on the negative without putting the empowering spin on it. Meaning they go, Oh man, this is a mess. This is a mess. This is a mess. As opposed to this is an area of improvement. And just that, language in and of itself creates an empowering context. Like, wow, I can improve in this area, right? That's pretty cool. Yeah. And so, but, but some people, I think actually probably the majority of, of individuals, they don't consciously take a look at their areas of improvement and therefore most people wake up every day and life pretty much stays the same, Mm -hmm. right? They wake up every day, you know, and and it's like their, their life doesn't, you know, they don't, they don't make those quantum leaps that achievers make, right. Where achievers are always going, man, where do I want to go? What do I want to accomplish? What's holding me back? How do I go to that next level? Right. And then the third area is, you know, what are the top three results that, that I ask my clients that you want to generate, you know, during our, our coaching session. Mm -hmm. And so again, if you translate that to your own process by yourself, You journal every day. Hey, what are three things that I'm grateful for, right? Those could be your wins. Three things that you're grateful for. Three things that you're proud of. Three things that make you feel good. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then what are the three biggest areas of improvement? What do I really need to improve to take my life to the next level and and the level after that and levels I've never been before? Mm -hmm. And then three, what are the three most important results that I need to generate today? The three most important actions that I need to take today that will help me close the gap between where I am and where I want to go. So start with the positive, get yourself in a good state, then get clarity on what you need to, where you want to improve to go to the next level in your life, and then simply get into action and break it down. What do you need to do today to move you closer to the vision that you have for for where you want to go in your life? Exactly. And this is just a
0: reminder to you guys that if you want to find answers on on how you want to take your life to the next level, it's as simple as asking the right questions, right? I tell my actors, like when I coach clients, when they're working on a scene or whatever it may be, I say all the answers are in the script. You could also use your imagination, but ask the right questions and things will appear. Things will pop and things will allow you to embody what's going on. And that's... Same thing applies to life on just asking the right questions.
1: Yep, no, I couldn't agree more. Absolutely.
0: And so let's shift to one of the most amazing books in the world. I always got to plug this in, and <laughs> yeah, I'm plugging this in because you're my boy. But I'm plugging this in because it's also the truth, you guys. It's really the truth. So talk about the Miracle Morning.
1: So I mean, here here's the premise. Here's where this came up with. You know, th- this yeah. isn't this isn't an idea that I had for a book, right? This wasn't like where I sat down. And after my first book came out and I'm like, okay, what's my next book going to be, you know, what's, what's a book that's going to sell a lot of copies? That's not how it evolved. In fact, neither of my books did, right? My first book is called Taking Life Head On. Mm-hmm. And it's all about how I overcame the most difficult experience of my life at that time, right? The, the car accident and how I really learned how to love the life I had, even in the midst of the most difficult times while I created the life of my dreams, right? So mm-hmm. without using the accident as an excuse, or being a victim, it's like I used it instead of an excuse that held me back, I used it as fuel. I used it as as, as a reason as a, a, to drive me forward toward the, the goals and dreams that I had. So again, that book wasn't an idea for a book as much as it was like, hey, this these are the things that I learned in my life that I really feel responsible to share with other people, because they were game changers for me, and I know they'll be game changers for other people. So in that same context, The Miracle Morning was born in the same way. Um, Back in 2008, 2009, uh, I I had just hit the Hall of Fame, as you mentioned, with my company that I work for, Mm -hmm. retired from that company, wrote my first book, launched my coaching business, my speaking career, bought my first house, bought my dream car. Like Life was great. Met the woman of my dreams, uh, who I am married to now. So that uh, that was the part that stayed consistent. Um, (laughs) The rest of my life kind of fell apart. And what happened was uh, as so many people can relate to, the U.S. economy crashed uh, and my business crashed with it. And it, it, it felt like almost overnight where like everything was great. Life was great. Income was great. And, you know, within a matter of months, it just very quickly turned a corner and, and really fell off the you know the cliff. And I lost over half of my income. Um, and as a result of that, I couldn't pay my bills uh, I ended up losing my house. I, I lost it back to the bank. My, uh, I, I, I was living on credit cards. I was up to $52,000, I believe, in credit card debt. Uh, I completely stopped exercising because I was in survival mode. I was in scarcity mode where I, I, I felt like, number one, I couldn't afford my gym membership. That's a true story. Mm-hmm. And number two, I woke up and I just felt, because I was so fearful, I felt like I had to work and work and work all day long until, you know, I like 10, 11 at night. And then I would maybe veg out, watch TV for an hour with my, my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, and then I would go to bed and and rinse and repeat, right? Same Mm -hmm. cycle. And I really wasn't going anywhere because I was the last part of the equation is I was deeply depressed for the first time in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, So much fear, so much uncertainty and so much of feeling like I was at rock bottom And then it getting worse and worse Mm. and worse. And it was like, how bad can it get? And I finally, after six months of this kind of downward spiral, physically, mentally, emotionally, and financially, just downward spiral, Hitting this rock bottom, my girlfriend finally said, "Sweetheart, I love you, but you need to get some help." And I don't mean like I was a drug addict kind of help, like. <laughs> right. um, but I was a success coach, Romeo. So I didn't tell anyone how bad it had gotten because it really messed with my identity, right? Yeah. Like I'm a success coach, but hey, everybody, I'm a mess and I'm failing, and so I, I, I was it really, it really hurt my identity. It was really, I was really conflicted, and finally, she just said, "Hey." Call your friend, John. John's brilliant. Tell him what's happening. He loves you. He's not going to judge you. And uh, and he will, you know, he can help you. And so I, I was like, you know what? You're right. You're right. Why didn't I think of this six months ago, Jesus? And so I finally pulled out a pen and paper. thought, all right, I'm going to take some notes. John is a genius. He can tell me how to turn my business around. And I called John. I said, John, are you sitting down, man? I really need you right now. I need about 10 minutes of your time. And he said, of course, my friend, what's up? I unload on him. I tell him everything, and I said, "John, I got a pen and paper, man. How can I change this? How can I turn this around? Give me, give me advice. What can I do to turn the business around? Turn my income around?" And I'm, I'm like sitting there, ready for this profound advice, and he goes, "Well, how? he goes, are you exercising every day?" And I was just quiet for a second, like processing, because I'm ready for like, you know, <laughs> one, two, three, like brilliant business advice, right? And I go, "What the hell does that have to do with anything?" And, and I, am literally picturing him on the, I go, is, did he even listen to me? Is he, I'm picturing him like playing on his phone on the other end of the line. Right. And I go, what the hell does that do anything? And he goes, Hal, He goes, I'm serious. He goes, if you're, he said, you're a smart guy, but if you're not getting oxygen to your brain and blood to your brain and releasing the endorphins that exercise releases, your, your, your level of mental clarity is going to be really low. And your emotional well being is going to be very poor and you're not going to be able to to turn things around. Mm-hmm. He said, so you need to go for a run every day, listen to some self-help and get some clarity. Here, there we go back to that clarity again. Yeah. And he said, and every day, listen to some, some, a business book, listen to something and you can turn this thing around. I said, John, but dude, I, I, yeah, I, I hate running, man. Give me something else to do. He said, what do you hate worse? running or your current life situation? (laughs) That's an awesome question. Yeah. And I was like, touche, buddy, (laughs) touche. Okay. I'll go for a run, man. I'll go for a run. And so that day I lace up my Michael, my Air Jordans. Like I didn't even own running shoes. I wasn't a runner, right? So if you picture me going out into my, you know, middle-class, you know, nice track home, whatever, suburban neighborhood with like, you know, Adidas basketball (laughs) shorts that went below my knee, Air Jordans in a wife beater. That was like my bat, you know, my running attire, right? That's
0: awesome. That's what I look like a
1: thug going for a run. I'm 25 years old, and um, I I pull uh, my iPod out and I listen to this Jim Rohn audio, and I hear a quote that literally. Changes my entire life. It, it is the quote that is responsible for the miracle morning. I, it was the catalyst for everything. Mm-hmm. And the quote from Jim Rohn the funny part is, Romeo, I had heard this quote before probably a dozen times. Right. But you know, you got to hear it at the right time when you're in the right frame of mind, right? As, as Tony Robbins says, either yeah. you're in a moment of inspiration or desperation, right? right? That's when change occurs. So the quote is this Your level of success will seldom exceed your level of personal development. Wow. The quote in and of itself, is, it's pretty simple. It doesn't sound like anything profound, but not at all. here's the realization. I realized that on a scale of one to 10, we all want level 10 success in every area of our lives. We want level 10 health, level 10 relationships, level 10 finances, level 10 spirituality, level 10 happiness, level 10 energy, you name it. We want level 10, but most of us, our level of personal development is not at a level 10. Mine was at maybe a two or a three on a good day. Mm -hmm. And when I say, let me define that for people, let me expand on that concept. Personal development, I would define as your mindset, your belief in yourself, your knowledge, your skills, your confidence, all of that falls under the realm of personal development. So if your level of knowledge, skills, confidence, beliefs, experience in any given area is not anywhere near a level 10, you're going to find that your level of success kind of parallels your level of personal development. So I'm at a two or a three, and my, my, my emotions were at a two or a three, my confidence was at a two or a three, and so I realized that that's why that's where my level of success was, and that that's it, man. I ran home with a newfound level of self-awareness and commitment that I'm going to dedicate an hour a day to extraordinary personal development. But I didn't really know what that looked like. So I had to get on Google. Mm-hmm. And I went through, I spent an hour just Googling best personal development practices. And I read all these Forbes articles and you know, Fast Company and Huffington Post and blogs. And, and I wrote this list of like, okay, what are the best practices? And I had a list of six. And to kind of fast forward and wrap this up, I was, at, I was very disappointed in my list because I had heard of all of them. <laughs> right? I'm all like, right. I-, I was looking for the magic bullet, like the secret, right? right. That I never heard of. That, that Oh, no wonder I'm not succeeding. It's this thing I never heard of. And I had this list of six. And at first, I'm disappointed. And then very quickly, I got real. And I went, wait a minute. Two things. Number one, all the successful people that I'm reading about and that I've read about in the past, they do these things. And number two, I don't. <laughs> and Simple most as people that. don't right and you know and it was meditation affirmations visualization exercise reading journaling and it was doing them at an advanced level right i had dabbled in all of those i had kind of tried them at one time or another but it wasn't part of my daily practice and i wasn't like deepening and learning how to do them at the highest level If I wanted to accelerate my level of success, I had to accelerate my level of personal development. So the next morning I woke up an hour earlier than I had to, even though I wasn't a morning person. And the miracle morning, you know, there's a whole chapter dedicated to, if you don't like waking up in the morning and you hit the (laughs) snooze button 20 times, this is how you make it easier than it's ever been before. And the next morning I woke up at 5 a.m., which seemed crazy to me, but I I had to do something to change my life. At 6 a.m. after doing what what is now the miracle morning which at that time had had no formal title i went from being deeply depressed and scared in my life to being the most optimistic and motivated and energized and empowered than i had ever remembered being in my life and this was at the low point in my life my bank account balance was still a mess i was still losing my house mm-hmm. nothing outside of me had changed But everything inside of me had changed. And I had this feeling like this could be the one thing that changes everything. And two months later, it it did. I had doubled my income. My depression didn't take two months to go away. My depression was gone literally (laughs) that day. I mean, it started to fade that day. And it just, it was in the distance. It It was behind me. Mm-hmm. And, you, know, I, I, you know, it would still it would rear its head where I'd have a client cancel and I'd be like oh and I'd start to get down for a second yeah. but then at the end of the day I'd hit the reset button go to sleep feeling excited because I knew I was waking up like Christmas morning to that miracle morning the next day no matter how bad the day was I never woke up to my problems I woke up to that miracle morning and within two months everything changed I went from not exercising at all to training for a 52 mile ultra marathon wow mm. and go boy Yeah. And that's, and that's from hating running, but it was like that morning, everything changed. (laughs) And that's the experience. You know, when you say it's the most life-changing book, Romeo, you know, we have a Facebook community on the miracle morning uh, on Facebook. And that's what I see. I see everybody going through, you know, 30 days in, I lost 12 pounds. I quit smoking, had the best month in my career and my business, happiest I've ever been after 30 days. That's a a gal named Don Pogue. That's a real story, right? Mm -hmm. Another guy, 20, Thirty days in, he lost twenty-two pounds. Best month in his career. Read more books that month than in the previous three years. Wow. You know, and on and on and on and on and on. The, you know, this. These are the responses that I get, and I'm. That's why I say I'm humbled. I'm. I'm honored. I'm. I'm just blown away by it frankly I, I, I'm every day I'm at a loss every day I'm I'm going to Amazon and I'm seeing another five-star review and I'm'm I'm re- you know getting my wife sweetie listen to this listen to this and I, I mean I'm reading it to her and you know and she's she's numb to it now she's like yeah yeah the book's changing lives awesome <laughs> you know? but I, but I, it's funny I'm not I'm like I'm I'm like a kid every time I get it gets so just like almost you know depending on the review tears in my eyes just you know I'm just I'm blown away by it
0: yeah, it, this just like is so cool to know. And just this is so cool to just hear from you because y- your energy is up. You, you, you're clear on what you want to say. And people ask me, like, where do I get all my energy and enthusiasm and passion? Number one, it comes from connecting with cool people like you. And number two, it's really about taking care of myself in the morning before I get caught up in all the craziness later nice. on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah, it's absolutely. important to nurture yourself in the morning or you know people say later but for me it's in the morning and I'm sure it goes even deeper on why the morning is important.
1: Yeah, No, absolutely that's you know I think there's a great article by Steve Pavlina on his blog stevepavlina.com p a v l i n a called the rudder of the day and he talks about how the rudder of a ship steers the ship right whatever direction the rudder is pointed in determines the direction of the ship. And he said the morning is the rudder of the day, mm-hmm. right? If you have a focused productive on point, goal oriented, gratitude filled morning, that's the type of day you create. And that's the type of life that you're destined to live. But if you're like most people and you start your day with a lack of discipline by hitting the snooze button, start your day with procrastination, hitting the snooze button, right? And you waste the morning, which science has proven that is when our willpower is the strongest. That's when you should be working on your highest leveraged activities, working on your goals and your dreams that most people say, I don't have any time, right?
0: Yeah, but they're exactly. staying
1: up till midnight, one, two in the morning, watching two, three, four hours of television. That's not moving them closer to their goals and dreams. You know, that morning time is so crucial. And I think that's why it's, it's taking off the way it has. And it's impacting lives because people are like, wow, I didn't even realize that if I nailed the morning because I've I, I never have. Mm-hmm. When I nail the morning like my whole life changes. Not just the morning changes, yeah. every aspect of your life changes you know for the better. Yeah. So
0: what are some action steps maybe one two or three action steps that you can share with the listeners on what to do after this call? You I know you said some questions to ask yourself. You know, my action step to y'all is to go pick up that book, but what are some additional <laughs> action steps that you can tell the listeners? Well, and
1: here yeah, great question. And here's what I would here's what I would recommend for your listeners or what I would almost give to them. Yeah. Um and that is, you know, if you want to go get the book, of course, you know, I'm not I'm I'm going you know, to hold you back. Go to Amazon and, and first and foremost, Everybody should go to Amazon um, and just read the reviews. You know, even if, if if you're not ready to buy it, read the reviews. But here's the deal. Romeo, I know for a fact that there's a lot of people that money's tight right now. Right. You know, I, I've been there before many times in my life, in my career. Um, if you're at a point where you're like, I literally don't even have the, you know, the $13 or $14 right now, like I'm watching every penny, you can go for free. You can go get what I call the Miracle Morning Crash Course, which is at miraclemorning.com. And it's, You'll get two free chapters of the book to kind of get you started, but you, more importantly, you'll get a 17-minute video of me, um, and it's actually a, a live, I was on stage sharing the Miracle Morning in front of like 6,000 people, that's a 17-minute video of me giving a keynote, and you'll get a 60-minute audio of me going in-depth. So that's a first step for anyone and everyone on the call to just ease your way into it. Or as Jack Canfield says, you know, lean into it. Yeah. Um, is just go to MiracleMorning.com and get the free stuff and then you know test it out and see. And then if you're ready, go to Amazon and, and you can buy the book. Or if you want to, you know, do what Romeo said, just skip the free stuff. Yeah. Go just go to the get book. it. Just go get you it. Know. Quit the BS. Just go get it. Either way. <laughs> yeah. But, but the, you know, I think the biggest thing is, is the, the premise that most successful people, and not all, not all, but most successful people, they've got this morning routine. You know, I'm actually co—I'm writing a book right now called "Miracle Morning Millionaires." Mm-hmm. What they do before eight a.m. that will make you rich. Yeah. And nice. not a single millionaire that I have reached out to and interviewed for the book—not a single one has said, oh, "I don't, I don't wake up early and have a morning routine." Every single one does. You know, it's interesting. And there are tons of articles that out there that let you know and like
0: entrepreneurs and business leaders that are out there on what they do to nurture
1: themselves in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, if you Google like, you know, morning success or morning routines or I mean, dude, yeah, you'll read Forbes, you'll read entrepreneur magazine. You'll, I mean, you'll, you'll just find hundreds of articles of people that say it it uh, it's, it, you know, that how, how crucial their morning is to their success. And, you know, I think one of the biggest things about Miracle Morning you know, I've, I've really been, you know, I'm, I really a lot of times just sit back and I, I, I try to evaluate why is it helping people? What, you know, what about it is, is helping people? I want to really understand, you know, and I reach out to my community. I ask them, but I think one of the biggest things about the book is the stuff in there on waking up early Yeah, is that it, it's made it really easy for people because the majority of reviews on Amazon, the majority of people that reach out to me say, hell, I was not a morning person. And I, I, I've even been people tell me how I didn't want to read the book. Like my friend kept saying, read it. But I hate the morning so much <laughs> that I was like, I don't want somebody to sell me on getting up early. Like it's such an ingrained limiting belief. Like I'm not a morning person, which is total, pardon my French, bullshit. Uh-huh. Because you're conditioned to be one way or the other. If you stay up late every night for three years, yeah, you're a night owl. Yeah. But you can change. That's like saying... I I'm not a healthy eater. Like I, like you can't be one, you know what I mean? Like, right, right,
0: right. You know, or
1: like for me, I used to, I had a limiting belief. I'm not a runner. Like I, I don't have the lungs for it. You know, I, I don't like it hurts. My body aches, but that's BS. Like I, I mean, wasn't, yeah, I wasn't a runner and I couldn't run a 52 mile ultra marathon, let alone even a marathon, but I could run a uh, half a mile.
0: Yeah. And if I did exactly. that for a week,
1: then I could run a mile. And you know, so, you know, it, it's really just about realizing the importance of early rising. And then the book, you know, teaches you, how do you make it easy to wake up early? What's the like, there, 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 there's got to be tricks and tips and techniques yeah. that you can set yourself up for success. And that's what there's a chapter in the book called the five steps, snooze proof, wake up strategy, <laughs> you know, um, that's awesome. for the snoozeaholics. It's actually the longest chapter title ever. It's the five-step snooze-proof wake-up strategy, and then in parentheses, for the snooze-aholics. So,
0: <laughs> love it. Yeah. So, just to wrap this up, I don't know if you know this, but I just wrote a book called The Success Messages. You know, it's, it's about, it's little messages that I actually created from my morning ritual, and I just collected it and put it in a book. And it talks about just inspiring your purpose, passion, and potential. And with that series I'm trying to, you know, change the world one message at a time. And so my question to you is, what's your message to the world?
1: Romeo, first of all, man, I love that. And is your book available yet? It is available. It on is Amazon? Available. It is
0: available on Amazon.
1: All right, man, hold on. I just got I don't know if you're I don't know if you're telling the truth, so I just have to look, really quick. <laughs> it's called it's called The Success Messages? The
0: Success Messages. Put Dude, my name
1: if, if people are listening to this, they better have ordered that book. Yeah. I just added yeah. it to cart. Are you kidding me? It's under $10. It might as well be free. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Everybody get two copies. I'm, hold on. I'm updating my, I'm getting two copies. <laughs> one for me and one to pay it forward and give to somebody else. Wait, whoa, whoa I should double check. Is it, a, is it good, Romeo? Is it good? Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's, the, it's the second best book, life-changing
0: book in the world. No, I'm just kidding. Nice. <laughs> no, well, it, it, it's, it's, it's a simple quote book. I call it a fortune cookie book. It's like one of those books where you just open up any random day, any random time, and then there's going to be a message there for you. For example, uh, one message could be, you know, when God gives you a calling, stop sending them to voicemail.
1: You
0: know, <laughs> nice. you know, and, and, and stuff great. like that. So what? So it's yeah. like a, it's a toilet. It's a toilet book. Totally. And you know what the funny thing is? <laughs> I, here's the funny thing about you bringing up it being a toilet book. <laughs> My friend I, just this past weekend – uh, we, we were watching the Pacquiao fight, the Pacquiao-Bradley boxing uh, match, and I went to the bathroom, and my book was on top of the toilet, right, like right there. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it's literally a toilet book, so it's funny that you say that.
1: That's great, man. We and, all, I mean, every every, you know what? All all joking aside, we all need inspiration. When we're on the toilet, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is.
0: <laughs> it's true. I laugh, but it's true.
1: <laughs> no. All right. So, so what, what, what was what was the question? <laughs> I can't... All
0: right. Yeah. So, whoa, what's, uh, what's my
1: (laughs) success message or yeah. What's your message to the world? So here's my message, you know, and this goes back to, uh, my first book. This is actually, it's the tagline of my first book, taking life head on. It's love the life you have while you create the life of your dreams. You know, don't think you have to wait for the latter to do the former. Most people think, you know, um, well, I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when blank, I'll be, you know, I'll be happier when I finally get this, I finally achieve that, I finally become that, right? And the reality is, is that you, you got to realize what makes you think that you'll be happy with the life that you think you want, if you can't learn to be happy with the life that you have. And, and I think that's the greatest lesson that I learned during the midst of my accident, is the doctors thought I was in denial because I was so happy. They thought it was because I couldn't accept what had happened to me. And what they didn't realize is it was the opposite of that. It was that the happiness was genuine because I decided that I'd rather be a happy person going through problems than an unhappy person going through problems because it really was my choice. Yeah. So for everybody listening, don't wait to be happy. Don't wait to be grateful. Focus, accept all the things that you can't change be grateful for everything that you have and even grateful for your challenges because those are part of part of who, what's building you into the person that you need to be to create everything that you want for your life and finally create everything that you want for your life. Get clarity. Wake up every day and just take one step the direction of, of your goals and your dreams. And I don't mean that in a cliche. I'm talking real life, right? Yeah, like for Oprah, real.
0: It's not just like uh, some hokey pokey regular. You hear this all the time stuff. No, it's for real.
1: Oprah <laughs> said the greatest adventure you can take is to live the life of your dreams. And if Oprah said it, it's legit. So go <laughs> do it, live it, love your life and create your dreams. Don't accept anything less. And remember this, you are just as worthy as the last thing I'll say, Romeo, and then I'll shut up. Okay. You are just as worthy, just as deserving, and just as capable of creating everything that you want for your life as any other person on this planet. You're special. You are amazing, and uh, and believe it, and act in accordance with that with that truth. Amen to that. You go, boy. I I, I
0: appreciate you, Hal. I, in fact, I want you to share where people can follow you you know, on your journey as you go about creating more miracles around the world uh, on social media, Facebook, all that fun stuff?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Here, here's what I would recommend. On My website is HalElrod.com. But here's what I would recommend. There is nowhere online that I have ever found a more engaged, inspired, uh, supportive group of like-minded individuals than the Miracle Morning community. And I'm telling you, like I, you know, you're going to be blown away. And if you just go to Facebook and search the Miracle Morning Community, and make sure you put the word community because I got the Miracle Morning fan page and this other stuff. Find the Miracle Morning Community and ask to join. It's a closed group so that you know a little bit of privacy, so people don't have their coworkers snooping on them and people <laughs> spamming it and all that. Um, but if you request to join, uh, as long as you're not a creeper. I will accept you. And, uh, and even, bef- you know, do this right now. Literally, first thing you do, you go to MiracleMorning.com, get the free stuff, but then go to Facebook and, and join the community and um, just observe. Start observing. And, and when, you know, you don't have to chime in until you're ready, but you're going to, like I said, you're going to find the most interactive, inspired group of, of, of like-minded individuals that, that honestly I've ever seen online. It, it's, it's pretty remarkable. And it's free. And it's free. And it's free. Totally free. Every, yeah, those resources are all free. <laughs> cool. Any last words? Romeo, and, thank you, man. Uh, hey, I, I'm proud of you for, for putting yourself out there and you courage to live your dreams, man. You're doing it. Thank you. And thank you for, for bringing me on and allowing me to share value with your audience and, and be a part. And for everybody listening, thank you for listening. I, I appreciate you. Uh, or as Romeo says, appreciate you and uh (laughs) you don't add
0: the a just kind of like how i forgot the h in your name earlier yeah there you go no a you start with the second letter always
1: right it's short and to the point as long as people know what you're talking about that's all that matters
0: (laughs) uh and then you also have a podcast that i would love for people to listen in addition to this one yeah 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 so go ahead and share with them about your podcast yeah i
1: was just tell. i'll share these numbers i was telling romeo this because i literally i have no idea how this is happening (laughs) i'm just like I'm like a kid, like just happy, you know, that like, like kind of like when you're a kid and money just shows up when you need it. Cause your parents have it. And you're like, I don't know where it comes from. So that's what's happening. So my, my podcast is called achieve your goals with Hal Elrod. It launched in January. We had 5,000 downloads in January, 7,000 in February. And I was all excited. Wow. 5,000 people, 7,000 people. And then last month we had 27,000 downloads to went from 7,000 to 27,000, all word of mouth. And then this month we're already at 20,000 and we're only two weeks in. We got, you know, so we're on track for 40,000 downloads. So it must be really good, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I get tired of hearing my own voice. But right. yeah, if you want to subscribe to another cool podcast, it's called Achieve Your Goals with Hal Elrod. Come subscribe, check it out. And uh, uh, I'd be happy to, uh, to keep the conversation going.
0: Yeah, and I just wanna let the listeners out there know that when my fiance was on a business trip, she she was like, She knows that I like to listen to podcasts and then she goes <laughs> she, yeah, she screenshots this picture and goes, Check this out and it's Hal's uh it's Hal's podcast. I'm like, What? <laughs> That's my boy and to be honest with you, Hal, just uh just a little quick brother to brother thing, I just wanna say I uh appreciate you um because you inspired me to get my podcast rolling so there it took a team it took a lot of people to make this happen and i just wanted to say that you were one of those individuals in my life that inspired me to create this so thank you well, sir man,
1: well, i appreciate that and if you ever start monetizing it send me a cut i mean that, that's all the thanks i need i
0: <laughs> will do <laughs> cool house so thank you so much and i'll talk to you soon bro
1: all right romeo talk to you soon my friend all right
0: Thank you so much for hanging out with me and my special guest, Mr. Hal Elrod. I hope you received some great inspiration and insight to help you take your life and business to the next level. Some key points to remember are, find the opportunity in the challenge. Yes, miracles are real. Use excuses not to hold you back, but rather fuel to drive you forward towards your goals. Love the life you have right now while you create the life of your dreams. And finally, you are just as worthy just as deserving and just as capable of creating everything you want in your life as any person on this planet and again pick up the book the miracle morning because hal shares success practices that will revolutionize your life if you know a friend a relative or a colleague that you think may find this episode valuable please feel free to share it with them Also, I would love it if you can write a review for this episode as I'm trying to build up more ratings to inspire more people across the globe. And if you would like to receive free tips and tools to elevate your greatness and stay updated on future episodes, you can opt in on my website at romeomarquezjr.com. Go ahead and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter for inspiration and motivation. You can just search my name, Romeo Marquez Jr. All right, y'all, this is Romeo signing off saying, keep believing Keep loving and continue to ignite your light with the world because the world needs you. It's time. It's time. Oh, yeah. It's time. Peace.